KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Friday, November 17th. State regulators reject calls to preserve financial incentives for solar. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Workers at more than 200 U.S. Starbucks locations, including here in San Diego, walked off the job yesterday. They're calling for management to bargain with baristas over staffing levels, scheduling, and other concerns. It was also one of Starbucks' busiest days of the year, Red Cup Day. It's the day when Starbucks hands out free reusable holiday cups to customers. Yesterday's strike was the fifth major labor action by Starbucks workers since a store in New York became the first to unionize two years ago. Two Starbucks in the county have already unionized, but nationally nearly 400 stores have voted to unionize since 2021. Starbucks is against the unionization effort and hasn't reached a labor agreement with any of the stores. One side of the Pedwest pedestrian crossing at the San Isidro Port of Entry is open again after being closed for two months. The border crossing will only be open in the northbound direction from Tijuana into San Diego. It will also be open during limited hours from 6 in the morning to 2 p.m. CBP says the closure was put in place to help agents process an increasing number of asylum seekers arriving at the border. The agency also said it will continue to evaluate the situation along the border and make changes as necessary. The rainy weather is returning this afternoon and continuing into the weekend. Today, temperatures in the county's inland valleys and desert areas will be in the 70s. By the coast, it will be in the mid-60s, and temps in the mountains will be in the high 50s. Forecasters say tomorrow will be the coolest day of the week. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. California regulators have approved new rules for solar panels on apartments, farms, and schools. Environment reporter Eric Anderson says... The decision rejected calls to preserve financial incentives. The vote is 5-0. The item passes. With those two sentences, California Public Utilities Commission President Alice Reynolds ended a three-year process to overhaul the state's solar rules. The single-family home revision, which slashed the value of electricity produced on rooftops, took effect in the spring. The rules for properties with more than one electric meter will go into effect next year, except for existing solar customers. Paying for the grid was the CPUC's primary focus. 
At the end of the day, the only source for covering the cost of the system is from customers. And those costs are not going away. And in fact, as, as Commissioner Reynolds said, you know, we're seeing a lot of price and cost pressures. The legislature mandated the review, which slashed the credits solar owners can claim. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. Families are gathering outside San Diego City Hall today to mark World Day of Remembrance for road traffic victims. San Diego has pledged to make streets safer, particularly for pedestrians and cyclists who are most likely to die in a collision. But as Metro reporter Andrew Bowen explains, the families of traffic victims say change needs to happen faster. Laura was coming up the hill north by the golf course. I'm walking with Steve Shin along Pershing Drive in Balboa Park. Two and a half years ago, on a sunny morning in July, Steve's wife Laura was riding her bike from her home downtown to SDSU. She worked there as an architect and campus planner. There was just a slight curve, a very slight curve in the road. She was in the bike lane. Laura was probably catching her breath after riding uphill when a driver struck her from behind. He was going the speed limit at the time, 50 miles per hour. He hit her so hard that she was actually ripped out of her shoes that were clipped into the bike. We were always very careful in our cycling and you know, had helmets and lights and safety gear and mirrors that we could see behind us. But all of that wasn't enough. Laura Shin died that day. She was 57. We did everything together. We were in the same profession. I realized with her loss that it was like losing half of me. Just two months after Laura's death, tragedy struck again in the same place. A driver hit and killed 34-year-old Johnny Sepulveda as he was riding a scooter. Both lives may have been saved if Pershing Drive had had a protected bike lane. There's one under construction now, but it's years behind schedule. And it's just discouraging that it actually took two deaths to get the city and Sandag to step up and start to make the improvements that were slated to already be done that could have saved both of those people. In 2015, San Diego signed on to Vision Zero, a campaign to end all traffic deaths and serious injuries by 2025. The idea was to redesign streets to make pedestrian and bike safety priority number one. But with just over a year left until the city's Vision Zero deadline, the death toll of San Diego streets is essentially unchanged. We try our very best to balance the needs of all users. Mayor Todd Gloria says much of San Diego was designed around the car, and changing that takes time. We need to balance our system to take into consideration the needs, and particularly the safety needs of pedestrians, cyclists, transit users, and others. And the projects that are happening all across the city try to achieve that particular balance. We don't always get it right. The response has still been mostly supportive in terms of words, but not a lot of action. Since losing his wife, Steve Shin has thrown himself into activism. He joined Families for Safe Streets San Diego, a coalition of others who have lost loved ones to traffic violence. They're asking Mayor Gloria for a massive increase in spending on bike and pedestrian safety infrastructure. I understand that we have tight budgets, 
but at the same time when we have plans in place and goals in place and we're not following through on those, uh, I think the city needs to do more to uh, figure out how they're allocating dollars. Shin wants his wife to be remembered for her work and her advocacy in architecture and planning. Laura Shin wanted to build cohesive, sustainable neighborhoods, and she practiced what she preached. She would ride the trolley or bike to work every day. It was much harder than I would had ever imagined losing her. That's partly why I joined Families for Safe Streets, was really to go out and advocate to make sure that other people don't have to go through a similar kind of traumatic experience. Families for Safe Streets is leading a walk and bike ride in Balboa Park Saturday morning to remember and honor their loved ones. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News. We're less than one week away from Thanksgiving, and the American Farm Bureau says the cost of the big feast is a little lower than it was last year. But as reporter Melissa May tells us, advocates trying to end hunger in the county say they're not seeing much of an improvement. Anahid Bracky is the president and CEO of the San Diego Hunger Coalition. She says while the state of hunger in the county has not changed significantly since last year. One in four people are living in a household that doesn't have sufficient income to purchase three healthy meals a day. One of the biggest differences is the end of pandemic aid for food assistance. In March 2023, which was the last month that people got that pandemic boost to their CalFresh benefits, we had almost closed the meal gap. Families will start getting a new major benefit next summer. They'll get summer EBT cards with $40 per child a month to help buffer the loss of school meals. Melissa May, KPBS News. Some South Bay High School seniors have met the deadlines for their college applications, thanks to a day of intensive support from their school. Education reporter M.G. Perez has our story on the College Palooza. It wasn't a music festival. This College Palooza at the High Tech High School in Chula Vista turned the stress of meeting application deadlines into more of a festive day of resources and advising. The event slogan, No Pie Till You Apply, gave 158 seniors incentive to complete as many college applications as possible. Seniors also got help applying for scholarship money and getting critiques on those personal essays required by most four-year universities. 17-year-old Sofia Delion has applied to several backup schools, but she really wants an early decision from Stanford to study architecture. I really like math and I really like art as opposed to like reading or writing, but I think it's a great way to combine both of my favorite subjects. We're told there was plenty of pie awarded to the high-tech high seniors for their full day of Palooza progress. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. Coming up, our KPBS South Bay Engagement producer joins me with tips on how you can volunteer and donate during the holidays. We'll have that and more just after the break.
Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. The holiday season is here and that can inspire us to help those in need. With many San Diegans facing hardships right now, there are many opportunities for us to give back. Here to share how you can volunteer during the holidays is South Bay Engagement producer, Marielena Castellanos. Marielena, welcome back to the San Diego News Now podcast. Thank you, Debbie. Happy to be here. So we have a lot of ways to volunteer during the holidays, such as maybe serving meals. What kind of suggestions do you have on pitching in on serving meals? Uh, It is very popular. um, And there are some opportunities. Uh, Feeding San Diego, for example, offers uh, opportunities to sort, pack, and distribute meals. And they actually have some events to volunteer next week, not on Thanksgiving Day, but this could also be a good place for families who want to volunteer together. Children as young as six years old are allowed to participate, and anyone interested uh, can find out more on Feeding San Diego's website. It also has a schedule with dates for food distribution events. And the Salvation Army is also providing opportunities to serve meals. For this Thanksgiving, they are already full, but they are still looking for help for Christmas Day for their downtown location. And those interested can sign up on their volunteer page as well. And I also want to mention that this isn't the only time people can volunteer to serve meals. Many of these opportunities are available throughout the year as well. Meals on Wheels, for example, is another organization that does this work. They serve seniors and veterans in the community. Marielena, what other ways or maybe ideas do you have for us to do our part during the holidays? There are a lot of organizations that will gladly welcome volunteers, but I want to mention one that may not be expected, and that is the San Diego Humane Society. They recently announced that they are operating over capacity. So right now they are waiving adoption fees for all puppies and dogs through the end of this month. And for those who can't adopt, they're asking for help with fostering a dog. And their goal is to get at least 100 dogs out of the shelter as soon as possible. And one other organization I want to mention is Hands On San Diego. Their focus is to connect people and small and large groups to volunteer opportunities. Their website has a calendar of events with requests seeking volunteers from different nonprofits. And one event for next week, for example, is being organized by Sustainability is Sexy. It's called Green Friday. It's a holiday vendor fair, and they're looking for volunteers to help with the event. 
And one other one is donating blood. That's another way to make a difference. Um, blood donations save lives. And you can donate blood at any San Diego blood bank donor center or mobile blood drive through November 30th. And the San Diego blood bank will provide five meals to the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank for all those in need this holiday season on your behalf. And for those who are in the spirit of giving but don't really have the time with all the hustle and bustle this time of year, you know, we get busy. How can they help? Yes, that that is a really good point. And um, for those who don't have time, there are options. And one of those is making donations. Uh, Father Joe's Village, for example, has a mission to end homelessness. And they're having a 5K called Run for Hope on Thanksgiving Day to benefit their food assistance programs. A $25 donation is said to provide two weeks of hot lunches. There's also an option to participate virtually for $35. And there's even an option to add a dog bandana for another $5. And one other organization is the San Diego Rescue Mission. It has a similar vision. A hot meal can be provided for just $2.44. And their goal is to reach over 32,000 meals by Thanksgiving Day. And one last one that I'd like to mention is an opportunity to donate and also get a dessert in return. For those who may not be familiar, Mama's Kitchen provides nutritional support to San Diegans who are at risk of malnutrition because of critical illnesses such as HIV, cancer, or congestive heart failure, just to give you an idea. This year, Mama's Kitchen is having its 19th annual Thanksgiving bake sale. Each pie sold helps provide 12 meals to a critically ill San Diegan. The pies cost $32, and there are different flavors to choose from, including pecan pie or pumpkin pie. And they say they sell out, uh, so anyone interested can buy them online to secure their, their pie. And I, I think one thing about some of these organizations that I mentioned, it really shows how, you know, you don't really need a lot and a small contribution can really go a long way. But how about for those that are short on time or maybe short on money? What can we do in our regular daily routines to help out? Yeah, that's a really good question. And it might seem like we can't do much, but there is some things we can do. And I want to mention um, the Random Acts of Kindness Foundation. They promote connections with people through kindness. And they, of course, provide a lot of ideas for doing good, from letting someone go in front of you in a line to cleaning a beach or a park to sending a positive text message to five different people or however many you want to send a kind message to. Right. Well, these are some great organizations you mentioned here. How can someone learn more about where and how they can volunteer? Yeah, you know, um, going online is a good way. There are a lot of websites with good information. Uh, for example, I already mentioned Hands on San Diego. It has lists and schedules of events that need volunteers for different nonprofits all over the county. And one other website that I want to mention is a nonprofit called Do Something. It's for young people, and they offer ideas for volunteering, including, for example, 
collecting aluminum cans, or sharing a silly selfie with friends that are battling stress. And finally, I want to mention that everything I've said here today can also be found on our website as well at kpbs.org. Marielena, we appreciate you for gathering all this information for us and for joining me on the San Diego News Now podcast. I hope you have a great day and happy holidays. Thank you, Debbie. Happy holidays to you, too. If you want to attend Comic-Con next summer, you have one last chance to get badges. Tomorrow at 9 a.m., open registration sales will commence. And arts reporter Beth Hakamondo has these tips. Comic-Con may be nine months away, but hopeful attendees are anxiously awaiting badge sales at open registration. Tony Kim of Crazy for Comic-Con says the first thing you need to do is sign up for a member ID on the Comic-Con website before Saturday morning. The waiting room will open up at 8 a.m. Pacific time and the actual sale occurs at 9 a.m. So technically get in anytime before 8 and 8.59 and you'll be randomized into the purchase process. But once you are actually in the queue and you'll see this cute little green icon guy moonwalking and there'll be like a little status bar as well and it's an approximate wait time. It's very important just to sort of like just chill, don't do anything, don't back click, don't forward click, just wait and you'll be fine. It can also be nerve-wracking. But Carrie Dixon, editor-in-chief at the San Diego Comic-Con unofficial blog, advises people to read all the information Comic-Con provides on its website to prep for Saturday. The other advice that we always recommend is the best chance that you have to get a badge is going to be to work in a group. When it is your turn to purchase, you can purchase badges for up to three people. So the more people that you have waiting, the chances of you getting a badge automatically go up. But if anything does go wrong, Dixon recommends taking a screenshot or video recording and then contacting Comic-Con through a form on its website. And to all the geeks and nerds already in panic mode, may the force be with you. Beth Accomando, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. This podcast is produced by KPBS producer Emmalyn Mohebi and edited by KPBS senior producer Brooke Ruth. We'd like to thank KPBS reporters Katie Heisen and Matt Hoffman, along with KPBS editor Nick McVicker, for helping the podcast team this week. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Join us again on Monday for the day's top stories and to kick off Thanksgiving week together. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend. KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org.